0: It's Kathy Kelly here at uh, Paranormal Tower in Asbury Park's historic downtown district. This week, we're bringing you another origin tale. Um, as you uh, may or may not know, the origin tales are actually the stories of our paranormalists and how they became interested or completely um, addicted to, uh, to the study of the paranormal and the pursuit of the paranormal. Um, and tonight, we're actually going to be talking to Um, one of our best tour guides here um, at Paranormal Tower, Um, and uh, a hell of a gal. Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk, we're going to ask Heather about her uh, origin story. So tonight is the origin story of the paranormalist Heather. That was quite the introduction. Thank Thank you.
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, I guess we can start with what, Initially got me interested, which you know, if you were an eighty late eighties early nineties kid, this was probably the same for thousands of us out there. Um, But mine initially started because, as we said previously, there were not a lot of ghost shows out. Mm -hmm. um, Not until maybe mid nineties, unsolved mysteries, things like that. Great (laughs) show. Yes. Um, So books were easily available. So scary stories to tell in the dark goosebumps. I mean, these were, this is where a lot of 90s kids started. Are you afraid of the dark? Um, So that's, you know, where my initial interest came in. But it wasn't until I hit legal age. And I don't know about now, but back when I was 18 years old, if you were to go to, um, as we've discussed before, I'm one of the only people here not raised in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my stories originate from Ohio where I was born and raised. And if I were to go to a place like Mansfield Reformatory or something like that and do an overnight stay to try and investigate, um, you had to be at least, well for Mansfield you had to be 21, but a lot of other places you had to at least be 18. So I couldn't go on my first ghost hunt until I was 18. Mm -hmm. And the very first place that I got to go Um, was where I had the most prominent experience, I think, that I've ever had to date. Um, So I was 18 and we it was me, my mom, uh, my aunt, and my aunt's best friend. And we were going to Prospect Place, which is in Trinway, Ohio, I believe. Um, This was 2004, so we were there before Ghost Adventures ever got their hands on it, Um, things like that. Before we got there, we went to this place called Buxton Inn and had dinner, which is also reportedly haunted. haunted, Um, Had no experiences there, but uh, we go to Prospect Place and... Uh, we went, I think it was a Saturday night. Anyway, they, the people who put this on were not professionals in any sense right. of the word. Um, I think they were like friends of the people that actually own the house or something like that. And they, they were promoting a ladies night. Mm-hmm. And That's what we were there for. <laughs> ladies night, ghost night, lock up your ghosts. Yeah. There go the ladies. That's what they chose to They're call it. Get you. We were the only ladies to show up, just the mm-hmm. four of us. Um, Did fellas show up though? No, it was just us four. And my mother is because very. Because is ladies night, <laughs> and the ghosts are tight. I don't know, like, what kind of business they thought they were going to draw with that. But anyway, we showed up. So. Yeah. I don't know what that says about us. But um, <laughs> Ooh, hi, there's a ladies' night <laughs> <thing>, ghost hunt. <laughs> okay, ma. Yeah. I'm giant. Maybe we'll meet someone. So I guess that's why they lowered the age to eighteen. maybe yeah, draw more like, in. We gotta get some girls in
0: here. We'll never get any of the fellows if we don't bring in some of the girls. Uh-huh.
1: So So we get there and it's this couple that is putting it on. And I will never forget it's Randy and his girlfriend was also Heather. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so we get there and this house is decrepit. It's falling apart. It's very much your stereotypical haunted house. Right, like what you see in the like movies. It should be. Yeah, what you see in the mm-hmm. movies is what you get, or right. what you did at that time with that place. Um, so we go in, and there are actually people living in this house. Did they know you were coming? Yes. <laughs> what so, ladies like
0: <laughs> Cheryl? They're here. There's four of them.
1: So we go in, and I want to say, and don't quote me on this, but I want to say this house was in this family for generations right. um i think it might have fallen in and out of hands a couple times because at one time it did stand vacant um at one time it didn't even have a front door
0: let me ask you where are you because obviously you're in ohio mm-hmm. and, but what kind of What kind of like what kind of town was this? Is it a rural?
1: Very rural. Uh, The house at that time. I can't speak to it today because I haven't been back. But at that time, it literally stood in the middle of a cornfield. Mm -hmm. Um, So just terrifying in its own right. It is. You know, cornfields in Ohio. Who'd have guessed, right?
0: Yeah, but you know what they do in cornfields. Yeah, true. He walks behind
1: the corn. True. (laughs) Um, So. It had been vandalized from not having the front door. Of course, it was open to the elements and animals at that point as well. So the house had been through some rough times, and the the original family had gotten it back. So it was the grandfather and the grandson that were living in this house. And the grandson was the only one restoring it. Okay. So it was him by himself. Because his grandfather is basically bedridden. Right. Um, so the only room that they have finished... Was the room that we were supposed to be staying in. Um, So, night goes on, and they're not taking it seriously. Like, it's really just, I don't want to say a gimmick, but it's almost like, you know, they tell you this person has experienced this here. Um, Up in the attic, there's supposed to have been a child spirit that plays with a ball. And, you know, some of your very stereotypical stories. Out in the barn, somebody was supposed to have hung themselves Mm -hmm. from the rafters. Um, And he kept trying to get me to go places by myself. Like, he thought that because I was a young girl that I would draw them out. Or, yeah, or I would, if I was, if anyone was going to experience something in that group, for whatever reason, he thought it was going to be me. Right.
0: So he's using his bait.
1: Basically. So we finally make our way down into the basement, which is, honestly, I have no other way to describe it, but looks like the original basement to this house. Like, it's dirt floors, nothing but brick walls. Like, there's nothing down here. It's been gutted. They're using it as storage. They still have the original well that they used for their refrigeration unit Mm -hmm. downstairs. Um, So again, he tries with the... Would, would you stay down here by yourself? Mm. Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> um, mm. I don't want to say that I'm afraid of the dark, but I'm afraid of the dark. Keep well, that light <laughs> well, <says> on, girl. <laughs> so I was like, I'll make you a deal. I'll stay down here, but everybody else is staying down here with me as well. You know, you guys can go wherever you're going to go. That's the only way this is going to happen. Right. So he finally agrees to it, and he's like, fine, you know, you guys can all stay down here together. Um, And it's kind of creepy to think back on it now because we're sitted, we're sitted, we're (laughs) seated in the exact same position that I was at that time. Mm. Um, We're all the way at the end of this basement. It's just nothing but a long hallway with rooms branched off on the sides and we're horseshoed in the very end of the hallway. Um, So there's nobody on my left side. Everybody is branched out around my right. And he's telling us, he's like, you know, if anything happens, just yell, you know, 10 seconds, I'll be down the stairs. So he goes upstairs. Now, in the meantime, this house was supposedly a stop on the Underground Railroad. Right. Um, so the basement would be where they stored these people um, to hide them. And so he goes to the top of the stairs. He shuts the lights off. And it's almost like before he even gets there my I, i'm terrified it's almost like i'm having a premonition i know something's gonna happen right, like he shuts those, something, right, yes so i am please keep in mind i'm 18 years old not to say that this still wouldn't happen at 33 mm-hmm. but <laughs> so my mother is sitting directly on my right i have both of my arms wrapped around her left arm mm-hmm. um and my I can hear the blood pumping in my ears. I'm I'm so scared. Right. He gets to the top of the stairs, he flips that light off, and as soon as he flips it off, I feel this up my arm. And what it what, the only thing I can relate to like what it felt like it's here. like finger walking right. up someone's arm. And I feel it up my left arm. And your initial thought in your brain is, oh, it's a bug. Right. And I go to slap it knowing i know full well what i felt but my brain doesn't want to accept it right no 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 there's no way i couldn't have felt it it had to have been a bug right i don't know what kind of bug feels like that but i was trying to rationalize it in my head um but that it terrified me and of course i start screaming um that you need to come back down and like i'm just like i'm shaking by this point and it's i heard that down yeah no i just saw something move over there i'm sorry
0: i realized i startled you and i'm sorry no 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 <laughs> but you're if fired. you guys see there's a piece of plastic mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. it's been sitting there for three days and it just went like it just tilted and then tilted i don't know if you saw me see it I, yeah, but yeah, I, was I was like, like what I'm the hell is that I because saying, i'm looking yeah. at this uh-huh. And I just saw the motion of it go over, and I don't know what would have caused that. But I'm really sorry to have interrupted your no, story. No, no, no. You're Especially fine. at the culmination of it.
1: Well, that was basically the end of it.
0: Anyway. No, that's why I wanted to be the end of it, Like I don't want to ruin it. But I, don't, but I saw you see me, and I jumped, you yeah. know?
1: So, I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, I mean, it couldn't have been any... I would have heard them move. I would have felt them move. Right. It I was, was off it was some kind of a setup, by my... Right. Right. Um, so I don't know if it was something like they're playing with me because they know I'm scared. Right. Um, that's the only thing I but can But what think do of. you
0: remember being interested?
1: Um, honestly, probably middle age. Or middle age. Mm. Middle school age. <laughs> um, because my mom has a lot of... A lot of good stories.
0: So your mom, your mom has a mm-hmm. an interest in it. So it's like a second generation kind thing. Yeah, it, my mm-hmm. mom was just like, "There's no ghosts," you know. What I mean, like, <laughs> my father, on the other hand, was a devout believer, and mm-hmm. not he would he wouldn't speak of it because he believed. So he was mm-hmm. not one of those people who would like tell you a ghost story mm-hmm. because I think it I think it scared him. You know, I think it really did uh, freak him out. Um, I know. And someday we'll have to get my sister on here to tell this story because I don't know it that well. Um, But one day he did, he was born in uh, rural Ireland and uh, in a a little town called uh, Carrakeel. And he grew up in a town called Dysart. And it's extremely rural Ireland in the county of Roscommon. And um, my dad was a little bit of a badass. You know what I mean? (laughs) Five foot six. 120 pounds dripping wet (laughs) (laughs) everyone called him Big Mike unironically you know um but when but he grew up during the depression in in Ireland which was as bad as the depression was here in this country the depression in Ireland they were already poor it was just really bad but one night um you know there were people people did a lot of visiting so nobody had telephones nobody had televisions you know you might have a radio in the village um so, most of the entertainment would be going uh, to the pub or um, going and visiting. And everyone would, vi- I mean, you would do that every day. And uh, you might go to Mass, and you would probably go to Mass every day. Um, or at least, you know, people of a certain age would. And um, my father used to talk about um, a man that he would see walking, and everyone knew everybody, you know, and he would be riding his motorcycle and he'd see. You know, of course, there's Patty up the road, and I uh, see Patty, and he waves to Patty, and you'd go on your way. And he'd see him every day in the morning as he was going off to work, and he'd see him every uh, every evening as he was coming home. Um, and my father would always, how are you, Patty? Are you well? Oh, yeah, yeah I am. But for a couple of nights, he would wave it him, and Patty wasn't waving back. And so he went into his um, mother's house and said... Yeah, I'm sure I keep seeing Patty and I'm waving and he's not waving back at one if there isn't something wrong with him. And his mother said, I'm Sure Mike I'm didn't Patty die last week. He's been buried for the past five days. And my father had seen him every night on his way home from you know, and that's a traditional mm-hmm. kind of story too. But when you talk to somebody who really saw it. Now you're riding someplace and you see the same thing every night. Maybe it was took a tree the first night. Maybe there was cattle in the field. and you. But every night for five nights, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so those were the types of experiences. Now, if you've ever been to Ireland, there isn't a more haunted place on the planet. And if it feels haunted, it looks haunted. If it isn't haunted, it should be. Mm-hmm. I, I feel every ghost is an Irish ghost because it's like that's where God keeps them,
1: I, you know? Is it true that uh, in Ireland they call them spirits and not ghosts? I no. thought I heard that one time. Oh, okay. No.
0: Well, whatever they really want to call them. Yeah, <laughs> and I it's, yeah. I mean, no more than here, you know?
1: Yeah. There's not one word. No, wait, wait. I think I heard fairies. That's what I heard. Something like that. No. You wouldn't know. I know you would right. right.
0: Well, f- fairy lore in Ireland is a very specific thing. It's also a very specific thing in France, a very specific thing in Scotland, very specific. So the fairy lore in Ireland is more akin to mythology than it is to a belief in ghosts or not. But mm-hmm. they would call them sprites and fairies and fed, And they would call them the good people. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm going to do a podcast on the good people because there ain't nothing scarier. <laughs> so than awesome. Well, the good people, they call them. you know why they called the fairies, the good people, was because they were terrified of them. So they didn't mm-hmm. want to insult them. I think I told you guys that my, my uncle was out. Did I tell you this? And how he said... He said he doesn't want. Oh no, this was the other night. He said um, he's renovating the cottage that my father was born in, and um, it. You know, it's it's a it's a tough job because in the nineteen forties they moved all of the people of this little town called Derry Cahill. They moved them out of Derry Cahill into a more centralized location, and they did it for a few reasons. One was I think they I, I think they intended to flood the area that's not what ended up happening, but I also think that it was very difficult for them to get um, electricity, and they were just converting... Like, uh, when I was going there in the 70s and the 80s, there were still plenty of houses that didn't have electricity. I mean, mean, maybe 40 or 50% of them, because the rural people did not trust it. And so in order to satisfy the needs for some people to have electricity, they actually bought the properties and moved them... Out to get the people out of the rural parts of it. So there's only there were 11 families that were living in Derry Cockle at the time and, and um, 10 of them sold. One of them didn't. <laughs> it was my family. Yeah. Um, they were stubborn as hell. Um, but my brother, uh, they were going to destroy the cottages and my brother actually bought them to preserve them. So my uncle is renovating them. He's been living there for the past couple years in it. He has come to believe that the place actually is haunted as well. He's seen multiple. He's seen multiple things. He's not a. He's not a drinker. He's never had a drink in his life. Um, but I was talking to him the other night, and he was like, "There's no ghosts, you know." He has a <laughs> he's, he's like now, Kathy. There's no ghosts. There's spirits, and they're good, like that. And I'm like, okay, Uncle Ted. He's not an old man. He's only like 61 years old. <laughs> and um, I'm like, all right, Ted. And then he goes, but what I want to see now is a leprechaun. And here's the thing, you know, you take that, we laugh at that, but there are still people with very strong beliefs, not in the Lucky Charms leprechaun, Mm, but in elemental spirits that have powers. And I mean... Um, you wouldn't laugh at a druid who thought you know what I mean? it's only because the irish take everything with a look li- it's funny every- they're like oh the irish are such happy people oh jesus the holy <laughs> it's like we're laughing but we're remembering that you're making fun of us yeah um so <laughs> thank you heather for your origin story oh, um welcome. or at least for your first kind of Profound experience that made you think that there was something more than just stories to it. Yeah, I
1: um, uh, I did have a little bit more. Not, no, like, please, please. not, not uh, haunting wise. But um, yeah, we didn't stay. Uh, my mom was terrified. My mom was terrified <laughs> that. These people were going to kill us in the night because we were out in the middle of nowhere and it was literally four women. And they were trying so to keep you in the basement. We left in the middle of the night to drive three hours, almost three hours back home. So,
0: so you were less afraid of the ghosts than you were of the ghouls. Yeah. And uh, thus began your paranormalist career.
1: Then you didn't tell them you left, did you? You guys just snuck out the back door. No, room. we did. Um, yeah, no, we. I don't remember like what someone excuse their she gave them. I mean, it wasn't anything like. It was like this we, have we get some, some serial killer, killer vibes from you. Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't anything like that. We'll give you a four like star that. review.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you with the good Lord's glitches. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Heather. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And I apologize for my interruption of her at exactly the last moment. <laughs> um, but the retainer over there started moving and terrified me. Yeah,
1: there's some things. Something's moving, things. I know. Yeah. Something is.
0: And the door keeps... I don't know if you guys are seeing. I'm you hearing you clicking kind of over in, here, yeah. And I keep seeing a, a figure over there. Behind well, not a figure, but, you know, like motion. Mm. Um, but we're going to keep going. And, and we're going to thank you guys for listening. And um, and remember that... Um, we drop every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, so if you, um, if you follow us, you can follow us on um, Facebook. We are at Paranormal Tales from the Tower. You can follow us on Insta, Paranormal Tales from the Tower. You can, um, you can uh, subscribe to us uh, pretty much anywhere, Spotify, iTunes. You can go right to our website, www.paranormalbooksnj.com. If you do subscribe, you will automatically get our podcast, and we do several different kinds. We have our spirit board sessions, which is essentially us talking about our experiences as paranormal investigators and just being here in this crazy haunted building. We also have um, tales that I tell, which are actually research stories that I that I tell over about 20 or 25 minutes that are, are a little bit different from the run-of-the-mill paranormal stories. Um, we also have uh, people who join us from time to time. Um, And we have um, just, you know, honestly crazy shit that we do here. Oh, we're rated R. That's (laughs) PG-13. Fuck. I mean, (laughs) sorry, kids. Um, And remember, we are coming to you from Paranormal Books and Curiosities and the Paranormal Museum located at Paranormal Tower, 621 Cookman Avenue in Asbury Park's Historic Downtown District. The reason why I tell you that is because you guys can come here and experience this. Um, so, uh, I hope we, uh, hear from you. Send us an email at info paranormalbooksnj.com. And if there's something you want to talk about, let us know. Until next time, peace. <laughs>